Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion. It's a podcast. You know it. You listen to it. You're probably, maybe you are new. Maybe you saw a tweet recently mm. and uh, and you wanted to come on and see. Like, what, I don't think what your tweets is. get people in. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But, but uh, you're probably not because I did put up that tweet and uh, we're going to talk about it. But I did put up that tweet. And it got a lot of, of love, but it also got some response. And uh, mm. some people were like not liking it. And I just told them, well, listen to the podcast. But the people that didn't like it don't even know who we are. They just, they just saw the tweet and just didn't like it. So anyways, hey, my name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We spent the first 36 minutes off air just catching up, having a good time. Yeah, it was good. Laughing, crying, exercising. What? You know, I don't know. Doing stuff. Just things? Just things. I thought it was just catching up. Yeah, it was cat, but it was other things too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I lit a cigar, which is nice. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very well, yeah. We each have Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, we do? Yeah. Ooh. I didn't even notice that. Mm-hmm. Got Dunkin'. Got that iced coffee. You got your Catalina wine mixer t-shirt on. Yep. I'm going to be relaxing today outside. Uh, which uh, only people who know that movie that I never watched that you love- I and your whole CG love. loves no. you do. You guys love you love that Step Brothers. Nope. What? No. You don't love the movie Step Brothers. I've enjoyed it. <laughs> I've enjoyed it. Okay, we're playing semantics now. No, 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 that, no. Okay, yeah. that's semantics. Yeah. You're saying love like okay. as if well, like I'm I not. You say agape. I'm not saying like you have some kind of. <laughs> no, but then he said like our whole CG. I don't think I don't know. If everyone uh, watched it. Uh, I have no the, idea. Uh, Greg, all those guys. You all talk about the Catalina wine mixer. You guys always make the yeah. No, we only make the joke. I make the joke with like Barnabas Piper, yeah, with, with Justin Wilson, with those guys. Well, I'm thinking your old CG member, Justin. That's what it is. Well, no, yeah, because only because the Catalina Club, at uh, the new Catalina Club over at at uh, uh, Wrigley. Oh, is that what it is? That's okay. what it I is. confused your old CG guy with your current CG roster. Correct. That's what it is. Okay. And just the fact that we all went, enjoyed the game. We mm. went to the Catalina Club, right? And we're like, oh, it's the Catalina Wine Mixer. Yeah. It was just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't ever want to watch Step Brothers. I don't ever want to watch It's all right. It. Yeah, I just... Mm. I wouldn't say I love it. I think you do. I think you're just trying to play it down now. No. Because I called you out. Yeah, I called you out. I've, I caught I've, you I've watching worldly lot. entertainment. and uh, You watch yeah. a lot worse things I, than I do. First of all, I barely watch anything. <gasps> okay? <laughs> like all, every time we get together, I'm reading every books, that's pretty much all time I do. time we get together, you go, so... I know you're not going to watch it. No, I don't. I don't even know what you're talking about right yeah. now. But <laughs> this never happens. Movie or show? You just talked about one show this morning. What? You just did. What did I talk about? Jeff Bridges. I don't remember this. Old man. Mm-hmm. The old the man. The old man is so good. See, Ooh, it's really good. See, I don't. I don't. No, I don't watch no, enough TV. I'm, I'm, uh, you don't watch enough, and what you do watch isn't very good. No, no, it's because so you, good no, that I, I'm like, I'm not even gonna. No, why, it's not because you defer to your time. wife. You defer to your wife, nope, and she I picks love, the movies. I love The Office. No, The Office is great. That's I love fine. The Office. Yeah, but then you guys watch like, like Pixels or whatever Pixels? it is. Yeah, like what is that? Adam Sandler. I don't know what you guys watch. Terrible movies. You guys go and watch. <laughs> you just went and watched that ridiculous. What did you guys? You, you and your, your friends. You went out and watched something. What was that movie? You just the last movie you went and saw. Oh, Jurassic Park. Yeah, there you go. Jurassic Park. Exactly. I could have told you that this is going to be a lame, yeah, but I terrible. Have, I have to finish it. I have no, to. You fi- don't. I have to. Why? I have to. Do you have to finish? Yep. Okay, if somebody makes you Eggs Benedict yep. and you take a bite and you realize, oh, wow, they put pieces of of, uh, of beef jerky in here. And uh, like, if it's terrible, like, I'm trying to think, what do you hate? What's something that you really don't like? I don't know. If they put like jello in it or something, you're not going to finish it. If it's bad, you stop. You just stop. Yeah, but see, that's different food mm. and 
No, it's the same. No, nah, it's not the same. It's, it's totally a, I gotta finish. I gotta. Mm-hmm. I have to watch. Once I've started something, I gotta see it through to the end. Yep. Okay. Well, that's. Uh, I, ha- that's I not have. True. To, I have to see it through to the end. Okay. And I'm seeing it through to the end. Okay. So you're compulsive. That's fine. You got issues. No, no, that's true. Yeah. No, no I, yeah. I don't. I don't disagree. Yeah. No, I. No, I know you're not. I know. Yeah. You're, you're compulsive. I know. That's fine. You're not. You're not reasonable. No, no, no. Uh, you know what? You're yeah. right. It's probably it's, it's it is unreasonable. Don't agree with me. <laughs> it's not fun. <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, it's only yeah. fun to argue. Nah. Remember, <laughs> we disagree, uh, disagree to, agree. to agree. That's right. Yeah, no, no, mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm just saying. I I just got. I have to. I must. All right. All right. Well, you punished yourself enough. I like that guy. What's that guy that's in it? Oh, oh, Chris. yeah. But I can't remember. It's not. It, it's not Chris Hemsworth. No. It's not Chris Pratt. No, it is Chris Pratt. No, not yes, Pratt. Yes, it is. No. Yes, it is. It's Pratt. Pratt. No. Which one? Yes, it is. Because it's not Pine. It's not Chris Pine. Is it Chris? See, it's I Chris get, Pratt. I, it's I, Chris, I know. That's why it took me a moment. It's Chris, so, it's Chris Pratt. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I got you. You're right. You're right. Chris Pratt. Chris Pine was in Star Trek. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, I, I confused those two. Yeah. The Chris Pine name. is the more like classically like model good looking guy. Yeah. And Chris Pratt is the more like every man good looking guy. They're all mm-hmm. good looking guys. Yeah. Yeah. You know who's a really like not classic but like more exotic, good-looking guy? Chris Pobletti, another Chris P. Chris Pobletti. <laughs> if you know Chris Pobletti, you know. Yeah, you'll never he's a handsome. He's a handsome. That's right, Mom Spaghetti. <laughs> All right. So listen, uh, I mentioned it earlier. I put up a tweet, and um, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I just, I, I sometimes I'm just thinking stuff, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'll put this up. I'll let you quote you. Okay, I'll quote me, which. Uh, yeah, by the way, you know what I don't you know what I don't do? If I put up a tweet and mm-hmm. it gets some love, um I don't take a picture of it and then put it on my Instagram. I don't do that. Uh, but your Facebook all over your fan page. Nope, never. Okay, I don't You got a fan page. Yes, a fan you page. do. I do <gasps> not have a fan page. Yes, you do. Nope. Oh, really? Nope. Oh, really? Are we going to do semantics now that's nope. an author page? It's an author page. Yeah, that's which right. Is a, it's a, no, which a is fan a, page is created by people to support an author. I, 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 this I, I, this I, I, is an author page is what I'm supposed to have when I release a book. I'm supposed to put stuff on there. Mhm. Yeah. See, fan pages aren't self-promotion. It's community-driven pr- promotion. Author pages, self-promotion. That's what I like. How does it make it better? Oh, no, it's worse. <laughs> 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 All right, so here's the tweet. Uh, when pastors get bored with Jesus and the gospel, they gravitate to social issues, politics, or pragmatics as matters of first importance. Hmm. All right, so I put that up at 8.39 hmm. uh, last night. And uh, lots of love. Not, didn't get ratioed. I don't think I've ever been ratioed. I want to get ratioed one of these times, but um, I don't think you do. I think no. I would. I'd be fine. Oh, I, you'd be sweating, sweating bullets. I don't know. You'd be sweating bullets. I don't know. I it, it would depend. But I, I, I uh, you know, people seem to like it. But then uh, I, got, I think you would take it down before it got ratioed. I would never. I would never take down a post. Never. No. Never. Let, it, no, because I would rather just apologize for something. And not. It's cowardly. Take it down. Like oh, it doesn't exist anymore. I'll just be like, hey, that was bad. Listen, man, we've said stuff on the podcast that, you know, we weren't very careful with. And people are like, hey, this, you know, then they leap to conclusions. We don't take that stuff down. We just like, no, we just clarify and move on. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I ain't taking stuff down. I'm not scared. Listen, I'm not afraid of stuff. I I get annoyed by things. Would you be annoyed being ratioed? It would depend. It would depend. I, I might be surprised. I don't know. I don't know. So anyways. It's never happened yet. No, it has not happened yet. I've been on since 2007. But then again, I'm not a big Twitter guy. I don't do lots of tweeting. You've been on since 2007? Now, how many pastors have you trained? 
I've been on since 2007. Uh, I have all these followers. Mm. I implanted these churches yeah. in the Chicagoland area. We mm. have sent out this many yeah. people. Well, I count any church planter that I have assessed and then through Acts 29 or the SBC and yeah. they've planted, those are my plants. Those are your I get plants. to count all that. And, and oh, yeah. all their converts. Uh, and and those, the plants that come out of those churches. Yeah, they're all yeah. yours. So Rick Warren, <laughs> step aside. <laughs> All right. So uh, the the problem with with Twitter is it's easy for people to read stuff into yeah. a tweet frequently, and this is not just with me; it's with everybody. And I've done it too. We've all done this, right? Somebody says something, and instead of just taking what they say for what they say, we read into it. We go, "Okay, you must mean this." Like we import meaning or whatever. Now, why are you give me that look? Because I believe recently we've been accused of nuancing tweets. <laughs> oh, what was did we? What? Did, how did we nuance? By the way, like, nuance is, since when is nuance a bad thing? Well, <laughs> Should be careful. Just last Monday. What what happened? The the uh uh I can't remember his name. Okay. Now I feel bad. It's all right. Uh Sam Renahan? No, no, Monday. There was a tweet for the guy oh. that was banned. Yeah, we should talk about that at some point. Maybe we could talk about it yeah. today. Okay. Because it, because uh, you want to talk about it? Let's talk about it. I'm, right, just, saying, about I'm just saying, what's the difference then between saying, hey, they're reading into these things. We're reading into oh, Twitter. Oh, and then, I'll, I'll and then. Okay, yeah, no, we fair. We could go. Fair. All right, so, um, so last week, let me see if I can bring this up. Last week, we had, uh, we quoted a, a tweet that got a guy uh, suspended from Twitter. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and in the tweet, uh, see, I think we were careful. Like, we were careful with how we inter interacted with this guy. All right, so uh, his name is uh, Gabriel Hughes, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, something like that. See, I don't, I don't even think I have it anymore. I don't have it here. Anyways, Gabriel Hughes. Uh, I think that's his name. I think it was Gabe, but yeah. Yeah, Gabe. And, uh, and I, I, I called him Gabby, and I got hate for that. Like, I call... I We create nicknames for everybody. Love them or whatever. <laughs> like, it's just what we do. Jimmy's Fofo. I'm Jojo. Like, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, you know, the guy said, do you know what? And I can't remember but exactly, but it was like, do you know what these things have in common? And it was like homosexuality, idolatry, sorcery, uh, you know, whatever. Um they all have in common. What they all have in common, the answer, the death penalty. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then his, then his final thing was repent and believe in Jesus or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So his goal, obviously, is to encourage people to believe in Jesus. Yep. But the reason it got him banned was because it was a careless tweet. And the reason it was careless in his words is because he didn't say that these things all deserve the wrath of God. Mm -hmm. He didn't say that these things deserve hell. He didn't even say that these things are sin and the wages of sin is death. He said they deserve the death penalty. That's what he said. The death penalty is execution. That's what it is. But I'm wondering, is do you think the, the critique of the critique was because of saying uh, uh, there were hints of theonomy? Yeah, no, I, we said that's a theonomic tweet. Yeah. I didn't say he was a theonomist. You didn't say that. I don't, like, believe, I, I don't remember. Yeah, no, of course. I, I don't know him. I wouldn't say it. But that is... That is an example of theonomy. Theonomy argues that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, it's 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 certainly fair to say like this is a tweet that um, that on the surface of it, just using his words, could lead people to that conclusion. So all, our point in that was to say, yeah, that that's going to get you banned because we know how the, the, the you're not getting banned because you're preaching the gospel. Uh, you're getting banned because of the way in which you preached the law, and we're called to preach the law, but. The way you formulated it was, it seemed to suggest, it current present tense deserves the death penalty. It deserves execution by the state. 
That's what that means. Mm -hmm. There is no mm -hmm. other way to interpret the death penalty. So, so I think we could agree then, even along, you know, with with this tweet that you just had, right? Right. Like, I mean, listen, it's Twitter. It's not going to be perfectly worded, right? Especially if I say it. Especially if you say it, yeah. It's, it's never going to be perfectly no. worded. But yeah, that's just it. Like it, we do have to look and say, okay, it's a tweet. You have what is it, 140 characters now? I don't mm -hmm. know how many. Is it? I think so. Okay, 140 characters. You've got this much space to write out what you're trying to write, and it's never going to be as perfectly worded as you want it to be. Right. And what I've encouraged people to do, like I, I've, I've told people who've responded to this, I said, man, listen, listen my advice is, when they're, when they're taking issue with this tweet, I said, try and read it carefully and uh, graciously. Um, don't import things to it. Deal with what I actually say. And listen, you can take issue with what I said. Yeah. Um, th th that's fine, and, and, and we can talk about that. And so really what we do, what we encourage people here at Redeemer to do, is when you read somebody or listen to somebody uh, and you have questions or whatever, it's good to ask how might they be right and how might they be wrong? Mm. Uh, and my tweet, that's fair to say like, okay, with Joe's statement here, yep. how could it be wrong? Yeah. And how could it be right? That thing helps you to get clarity on how you should interact with it. So Joe, because I like pointing out things to you. Okay. Especially when you're wrong. Okay. It's, it's my favorite pastime. It's your spiritual gift. Some would say it's my... Ah, dang it. No. It's, it's my favorite part of this movie of life. I was trying to go back to the movie thing. It didn't work. Wow. I feel stupid. Wow. I, I know. To all of our newcomers, Jimmy's usually <laughs> sharper than this. <laughs> it's been a long week. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, some of the things, like if you read it, it what could be wrong, right, is that suggesting that social issues, politics, or pragmatics are not important, right? Right. It's easy to look at that tweet and to take that and to think that's if sure. someone was to import that is to say okay joe thorne is saying that social issues politics and, and or pragmatics are not important at all yeah and Which i you didn't say but it, it's right. easy to see that yeah i get that like and, and if i was saying that then you would have every right to come at me i'm literally 53 seconds ago this was a tweet i had because it's my twitter feed is live right now um re responding to this tweet Jim Miller says, when pastors ignore Christian ethics and the life of loving others, they are ignoring half of the gospel. You shall love the Lord your God and your neighbor as yourself. The whole law is summed up in one command, love your neighbor as yourself. They're not opposed. Um, and what I would say is, is, well, A, you're confusing law and gospel there because loving God is not the gospel. That is the command. The command to love God is law and it's good. And you're right. We should not ignore Christian ethics loving others mm -hmm. which means justice politics all that stuff's important i'm not suggesting that but if if that is what i was saying and if, if people read it that way then they're going to rightly or they're, they're yeah. going to have a, a response of like well, wait a minute are you saying these things aren't important and that's that's certainly uh that, that's certainly something that that i i think would appropriately trigger people because social issues are important yeah they they are politics Pol and yep. pragmatics are important and that's where like here's the thing with twitter is you're only reading that tweet. You yeah. don't know mm -hmm. the tweeter. Yeah, if you do, by the way, if you do Come know- Come on, did you like that? Did you yeah, the, the tweeter, yeah. Yeah, see, because yeah. if you did know Joe, you would know Joe's life verse. Yeah, which is- uh, I'm what? not trying to put you on the spot. You've said it multiple times. Now I feel bad. Well, no, my, my life verse is, I don't have a life verse, but the verse that called me to ministry. Maybe that's it, go. Yeah, it's Colossians 1, 28 and 29. That's not the one I'm thinking Okay, of. Well, I don't know. I quote, I quote verses for a Never living, mind. So. I'll find it. Um, but no, I, I would say that, 
yeah, we, we, we value these things. We are, we, we, we believe that, that all human beings and especially Christians, because we have all the more reasons to Micah uh, six, eight. Oh yeah. Yeah. Not a life verse, but one of my favorite verses. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause it hits all of it, right? He has told you, old man, what is good and what the Lord requires of you, but to do justice, to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. See, do justice. Yeah. Do it. And do love it. mercy and love mercy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. So yeah, totally believe in that stuff. All right. So, hopefully people would look at this and go, okay, how is it right? How could this, you know, how, maybe you don't know me and you're like, okay, so how could it be wrong? Well, if he's saying, ignore these things or these things are unimportant, that would be wrong. How could it be right? I think Jesus and the gospel are central to our identity and the mission that Jesus gave the church is our primary directive. It's not our only directive. Mm. We have lots of directives, Mm. but the church's Central mission. That's why I was talking to pastors. Um, we're talking about pastors. The mission that he gave us is our primary directive. So it's possible to make secondary aspects of our faith uh, primary, to take the things that are important and make them ultimate. Yeah. That's possible. People yeah. can do that. And I think whatever side of the theological spectrum you're on, I think we should all be able to go like, yes, it's possible to make secondary things more important than the primary thing. Everybody sees that. I would yeah. Think. And we've all struggled with that. We've all time done it. Of yeah, course. That's what mean, Goodness right? sakes. I mean, we all fail. So, Joe, if we're going to break this tweet down. Okay. Right? We're going to break this tweet down, and let's kind of go through it. Word by word. Or maybe, well, Buckle up, everybody. Well, Three-hour podcast. No, no. We won't do word by oh, word. okay. We're not going to do that. Right? All right. Maybe I'll we'll, follow your lead. All right. We'll try to do, like, you know, thought by thought, right? Okay. So, oh, so not a literal translation. Thought for thought. <laughs> Got it. Okay. The dynamic equivalent. Is that what we're talking? Okay, That's ahead. where we're going, right? So let's start with the beginning. When pastors get bored with Jesus and the gospel. Let's talk about that. Okay. Yeah, I got a lot of responses on that. Like, you know, how is it possible for somebody to get bored with Jesus? Or should they even be a pastor if they're getting bored with Jesus? A lot of people. I uh, mean, you know, Jesus told the church in that letter, you know. Yeah. You've done everything, but you, you've done everything right, but you've abandoned your first love. Yeah. Yeah. And, and anybody who's spent time in the church uh, ministering to people or most people that have been honest with themselves. We've seen ourselves and others sinfully become bored with the gospel yeah. for a variety of reasons. So Jesus and the gospel, let's talk about that. Uh, All right, go. Now, this is this is shorthand, right? I mean, uh, when pastors get bored with Jesus and the gospel, uh, when, when I mean, that's just because I wanted to get to like the, the heart of it. But mm-hmm. this would apply to, you know, theology in general, like the knowledge of God, right, we could say. But uh, so, yeah, I've seen Jesus and the gospel because... Jesus and the gospel is our identifying and primary message. First Corinthians chapter two. Um, when I came to you, brothers, I did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom, for I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Mm. See, there we have Jesus and the gospel. And this doesn't mean that Paul doesn't have other things that he cares about. Like I decided to know nothing among you is an overstatement. Right? Yeah. He's making a point. Yeah, He's making a point like this was number one. This was of first importance. He uses that phrase later in this book. So yeah, that, that's all. That, that's what I'm talking about when I say Jesus and the gospel, our primary identifying message. Now, what about getting bored with Jesus, right? I mean, as you mentioned, we've seen it. Christians can get bored with Jesus. Okay, but why? Why? Sinfully. Why yeah. Sinfully, right? Like they, they've, they've lost sight, their affections, right? Mm-hmm. They're, uh, they allow their uh, idolatry, Right, sure. idolatry in in any shape, yep. uh, uh, way or form, right, comes in. There's a spiritual coldness, maybe mm-hmm. from lack of lack of the means of grace, lack of uh, sitting under God's word, lack of studying God's word, lack of praying God's word, lack mm-hmm. of singing God's word. Right, yep. like 
there's a spiritual coldness and for some people it comes into complacency yeah and again this that's really what it is right we get bored with jesus it's it's a it's a like you said it's a it's a spiritual complacency it's coldness um people call it backsliding right which isn't always dramatic heinous sin being committed yeah it's just drifting like you said earlier uh from revelation drifting from your first love so like this stuff happens for a variety of reasons right like you mentioned sin so when we begin to uh savor sin right hide yeah. it cultivate it we're not practicing repentance then yeah the, the 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 gospel can lose its sweetness because we're not going to it for the remedy yeah for our problem but also some people wind up just going through times of affliction and difficulty and, and suffering. It can be circumstantial, physical, mental, uh, relational. And when you go through periods of suffering, it can lead to other problems that would encourage us in a, in a wrong way mm. to pull back from God and from his grace. I, I've, seen it, I've seen it happen in, in many people's lives. It can lead to doubt, mm. right? Oh, I'm suffering this badly. Things are so painful. We begin to doubt the goodness of God. And if you begin to doubt the goodness of God, well, the gospel isn't going to seem very sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Or when you start embracing worldly philosophies. Yeah. Right. You start to find like comfort and meaning and understanding uh, in some worldly philosophy. Then, yeah, that's that's spiritual coldness and complacency setting mm -hmm. in, leading you adrift. Yeah. And we've had some people, uh, at least one on Twitter, say like, I and they may have been, I don't know if they were pushing back or not, but they were saying like an incomplete understanding of the gospel can lead to boredom with the gospel. And of course, we totally agree with that, right? If, you know, I think he was saying something like, when you only see the gospel as justification by faith alone, you can become bored. And while we would say like, I think that's at the heart of the gospel, but the gospel is more than that because it includes things like adoption, Right, mm -hmm. it, you know, mm -hmm. it, it includes all of these these benefits of of communion with God, uh, you know, the peace with God. So I, I I agree. Like the the better and the deeper your understanding of the gospel in all of its facets helps us to not get bored. I don't think we should get bored with any one aspect of it. So I don't think we should. I don't think we should. And if we're healthy, we won't get bored with sola fide mm -hmm. or substitutionary atonement. But it is certainly easier to lose a sense of excitement when we only have one aspect of the gospel highlighted and the rest are forgotten yeah so i agree with that um all right so the, when pastors get bored with jesus and the gospel okay i I, th I think it's fair to say somebody said uh hey if, if if pastors are bored with jesus should they even be in ministry it's like well we're gonna we're gonna have a whole episode on disqualification uh so coming up here this week so we'll, we'll talk about that but no I, I don't think that that's an automatic disqualifier it depends on the, the the deepness of that root the fruit that it's bearing uh you know pastors sin and you know get, get the get into complacent times and how do they deal with it how, how far does it take them or how do they respond to it uh, so on the front end, I would say no, but it certainly could lead to disqualification. We'll get into mm -hmm, that mm -hmm, later. Absolutely. Week. So All let's right. see. Uh, when uh, when pastors get bored with Jesus and the gospel, they gravitate to social issues, politics, or pragmatics. It, it's funny because I had some people go, "That's right. That's why people go woke because they're bored with Jesus." And it's like, I will sure. Yeah. Um, but uh you know it goes it agree goes, yeah i agree it, it goes in but it goes to the conservative conspiracy theory end as well agree <laughs> it's like it's not yeah. just one thing yeah, i agree <laughs> <laughs> like yeah i'm like yep 
Like that's a lot of my responses were I don't agree. I don't disagree. I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. Let's just you know look at what I said. All right. So social issues and politics. Those things matter. Yes. Right. The the point is not that these are the only three things. Uh, the point is is that secondary issues, which are important, become more attractive to leaders in the gospel at times, and that's usually because they've for whatever reason become bored with Jesus. Hmm. So social issues are good, man. Um, like the. Uh, these aren't a social issue is oftentimes also a moral issue not always right yeah um but oftentimes there are moral issues and spiritual issues so uh race racism poverty like those are social issues uh they're moral issues how do we respond how do Mm -hmm. we love Mm -hmm. our neighbors Mm -hmm. uh so we believe social issues and politics matter we think christians should be engaged in those things thoughtfully yep even if your thoughtful response is i'm not going to vote because my conscience tells me i i I don't want to be a part of that worldly system at all i'm going to go at it individually all right well you're thinking through it and you're clearly Social issues and politics do matter to you, even though you're going about it in a way different, maybe than you and I would. Yep, for sure, absolutely, totally fine. But it's, it's not a this is not a get the liberals, no, uh, or it's no. not it's not a get the conservatives. No, nope. it's 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 like let's get everybody, because like these things matter, but they are not the message. They are not the most important thing. That's the point I was trying to make. Yeah, and then you got you know uh, you mentioned pragmatics, right? And yeah, by the way, oh here we go. Bless you. <laughs> Bless you. Bless you. Number three. <laughs> uh, I rarely get caught sneezing. <laughs> I do actually sneeze a lot. Rarely on the mic. Mm-hmm. Rarely in the pulpit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could not stop it. All right. And I'll admit, pragmatics, not the best word for me to use here. So, like, I could have chose a better word for it. Whatever. Okay. Uh, but pragmatism as a guiding principle of yeah. the faith is bad. Yeah. That, right? That's not a philosophy Christians should embrace. No. The ends justify the means. No. But at the same time, they are valuable, right? Like pragmatics are valuable. We have to be pragmatic. We have we to be practical. To be. Yeah, but it shouldn't be the guiding thing, but it, it can assist, right? right? Like in the sense of, uh, you know, how we do things is yeah. important as long as right. it's focused on scripture. And like pragmatics is like a technical term used in linguistics. Obviously, I wasn't doing that. I'm not that smart. Mm-hmm. Um, I just was talking about the pragmatic, practical, useful, how-to yep. aspects of church life. Now, and what I mean is like, it's easy to be really captivated by that stuff because it can look like, well, that's how you grow a church. Yeah. It can be, you can be captivated by it because you can manage it. Like you can control it. And if you like to control, if you if you like to, and I'm not dogging. I mean, people in leadership generally like to have things under control. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's 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 very tempting to like make that everything. And so some churches are much more pragmatic than they should be. Other churches are less pragmatic than they should be. You got to be more yeah. practical uh, in certain areas. So I don't want to dismiss the value of of the practical. No, no, because I mean that practical, like it it. It needs to be theologically informed. Yes. Right? It has to be theologically informed. It's got to be biblically grounded. And it's got to have a Christ-centered approach to yes. the ministry, right? Right. But you got to figure things out. You know, like like pragmatics involve everything from what time are we going to have service? Yeah. How many services do we need to have? Mm. Uh, like that's a, you know, like how long will the preacher preach? Yeah. Like, how, how, yeah but, it, but even things like how do we, how, how do we help people to their seats? everything yeah it all matters how do we how do we uh engage with a visitor how do we disciple the various ages in our church yeah right now like okay bible okay thanks okay well well done we agree now what does it look like yep and so like yeah that needs to be biblically informed or biblically grounded is that what you said Mm -hmm. biblically grounded theologically informed that's that's great 
uh, it has to have that stuff, but you still have to ultimately then make some choices that are very practical in nature. Yep. So those are these are all social issues, politics, pragmatics. It's all important. Yeah. It's just that those things are not the most important thing. So let's see. Let's see. Oh, and that's the that's the last point. As as matters of first importance. Ah, yeah, yeah. As matters of first importance. We, so we pastors will gravitate to secondary issues as matters of first importance and. And maybe I could have worded this even a little bit better as a matter of first importance. Maybe that would be better. I, mm. I don't know. Um, but that, again, we're just back to the main point is, is what are we fundamentally about? Now, that phrase of first importance is in scripture. It's in 1 Corinthians 15, 3 through 5. You want to read it, Jimmy? Yep. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the 12. All right. So of first importance is the gospel, the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Like yeah. Christ and him crucified. Paul makes this point again and again. Colossians 1, 28 and 29. Those are my ministry verses. Uh, make this same point as well. Uh, we have to be a people who as pastors, as leaders in the church, are clearly about one thing. Now that one thing that we are about then moves us to be engaged yes. in and to be have our hands on all of these other issues. So we're not dismissing those. My 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 simple point was that I see it happen, and I I, I could see it happening in my life too. Mm. It's easy for pastors to get bored with Jesus on some level, and they begin to get more excited about secondary issues. You can be excited about secondary issues. That's totally fine. And we all have our hobbies and our hobby horses. That's 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 totally fine. Yeah. Jimmy is a flaming uh you're, you're what what are you, Jimmy? You're like an uh, anarcho-capitalist. Jimmy Jimmy won't stop. It's like basically he listens to like Alex Jones. And, no, okay, I'm just making stuff up. It's, none of that's true. But uh we all have our perspectives and everything, but for pastors like what we're fundamentally about, what we're known for, I, I do think that matters. And uh, I do see people, you know, getting kind of caught up in things. And this isn't to say that there aren't times when we do have to put certain issues more out front than other yeah. issues, right? Yeah. There are times talking, you got to. You know, slavery, yep. uh, you know, racism. Yep. Uh, the, those are things that they had to be pushed to the front of a conversation. That's totally fine. But what, what sets a pastor apart from somebody that's just working to accomplish social change is that what drives us and moves us and animates us is the gospel. It's mm. Jesus. We are mm. fundamentally about that. And while it is good and necessary for human beings to end evil like racism or slavery, and we got to work towards that, that's great. And we should all be involved. But as a minister of the gospel our message, our main thing is always Jesus. Because while it is good and necessary to uh, free the, the captive, good and necessary, we have to do that. If that's all we do, then we are only giving them temporal comfort, temporal salvation. We're called to give them, or at least to hold out eternal salvation for them. So I guess in the end, let's try and work at understanding each other and not just dunk on each other on mm. Twitter. We all feel it. We all try to dunk on, on people. Uh, but let's just try and read tweets carefully and graciously. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DoctrineVotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast through the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. gear. Now, we got that fresh pot every Monday and Thursday. Mm -hmm. We got blog posts and video content over at that website. Yeah, we do. And if you want to support the podcast and get exclusive commercial-free content, you want to subscribe to Doctrine and Devotion all 
Mm, access. That's good stuff. Subscribers get free weekly devotional meditations Monday through Friday and the Banter of Truth podcast every Tuesday. Yeah. To sign up, you can click on your podcast player for this episode that says right there at the bottom, support this podcast or head on over to doctrinedevotion.com slash all access. Mm. Later. Mm.